you would think I'd be like, one time for the birthday, bitch. Two time for the birthday, bitch. Three time for the birthday, bitch. Fuck it up, bitch. <laughs> In My Head with Jay Blessed is a transparent look into the life and mind of a Caribbean woman having human experiences. Get into my mind as I share my most vulnerable thoughts and honest experiences. I'll take you on a roller coaster of emotions as you get to know someone who might share similar experiences with you. Some might make you speechless, you'll definitely laugh. Others might make you angry and some might even make you cry. But my very real, very raw, very relatable weekly podcast will always keep you coming back for more. Join me as I talk to myself, talk to you, and even talk to some special friends in my head. (laughs) In my head is an introspective look from a voyeuristic point of view. For a list of all my social channels and how you can connect with me, please view this episode's summary. To join in on the conversation, use the hashtag headwithjb. That's H-E-A-D. W-I-T-H-J-B. And follow me on Instagram at RealJBlessed and Twitter at JBlessed. Let's get in on the conversation together. Don't forget to log on to my official website, JBlessed.com. A human experience from a Caribbean perspective. Episode 22, Alive and Well. <laughs> hey fam, how you feeling? <laughs> Vastly different from the other day. I was like, how you feeling? <laughs> Listen, uh, uh, shout out to everyone that's showing me mad love. Um, I got some really amazing new reviews I want to share that. You know, ever so often, I'm going to drop some reviews uh, just to let you know what people are saying about the podcast. Uh, but ahead of time, thank you. How are you really feeling? You know, I always say that people people ask, how you feel? I'm fine. No, no, no. How are you really feeling? How are you really feeling today? Are you feeling good? You're not feeling good? Let's talk about it. You know, you could always DM me. Trust me, I'm answering messages every goddamn day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually looking into a program at Columbia University because y'all gonna start paying for this service. <laughs> Talking about paying for this service. <laughs> this podcast is free. And I'm trying not to put it on Patreon, though I'm thinking of doing some other things there um, where you guys have a subscription service for a whole bunch of different content, maybe even daily content. We're not there yet. Okay, we're not there yet. That's just futuristic talking. But um, I need your support. And I'm not afraid and I'm not ashamed to ask for it. Listen, it's my 35th birthday. So here's what I need for y'all to do. You love me? How much you love me? You love me so much that you will donate $35 to what's in my head. Trust me, all the proceeds goes to us to production and release of this public service initiative. Because... Technically, this is what the podcast is. You know, for a lot of people, it is their weekly source of therapy. And they can't afford to pay $200 per session for 40 to 50 minutes with a therapist. 
And some people don't want to speak to a therapist. They prefer one-on-one with someone they can relate to, someone who can talk back to them, someone who is uncouth in the things they say and not trying to be politically correct. Uh, That's me. So please, yes, I'm asking you, if you really love me and you care about me and you really, really appreciate the value of this podcast, and I stress all the time that it is expensive because it is and G is not cheap, neither is Benor. <laughs> they get paid, I don't. <laughs> $35, $35 on my 35th birthday will go so very far. Like paying for my studio time alone is probably like $50 an hour. And that's like on the cheap end. Like he's doing me a favor right now. So listen, that will go a very long way. And so I don't want to take time away from you guys. We're on, we're being very consistent now. We have a rhythm going. We're helping people and people being healed. And so, yes, this is my plea to kindly for my birthday. Donate $35 to In My Head. The link is in the summary of this podcast. And you know what? Fuck it. Y'all can Venmo me. <laughs> Y'all can Venmo me. Cash app me. Quick pay me. Matter of fact, I'm going to give you that information right now. And if you, if the spirit leads you to be like, you know what? I'm going to send you 300. I'm going to send you 3,500. I'm going to send you 3.5 million. G is laughing. <laughs> Listen, ask and you shall receive. Closed mouths don't get fed. Bitch, I need some money. Okay. <laughs> you want to hear this podcast every week? I'm going to need y'all to help me just for today. I'm not going to keep asking y'all all the time, but for today, you could do that. You want to buy me a drink at the bar? My drinks are expensive. Johnny Walker Blue, and this is still cheaper than a glass of Johnny Walker Blue, which is about $50 a glass. <laughs> I like nice things. Okay, $35 in honor of my 35th birthday. My Venmo is at JBLESS, a dead ass serious, at J Y B L E S S E D. My cash app is dollar sign real JBLESS. Quick pay me, bitch. JBLESS at gmail.com. And the PayPal link is in the summary of this goddamn bio. Ask and you shall receive. <laughs> Yo, so listen to a, a really, really like um, a full moment of transparency. Like two weeks ago, I, I called the suicide hotline. Deadass. And it was right after I'd done the episode of Pain Surreal, You Want to Die. And I, I was I was beyond vulnerable with you guys. Uh, I was beyond me, I was my true, authentic, vulnerable self with you, telling you about the struggles that I battled with. And that was right before October, right? And so October approaches and the season changes, right? And then um, my birthday is approaching. And then I'm also dealing with a bunch of changes in my life, as everybody else. But everyone responds to things differently, right? And so, yeah, two weeks ago, I called the suicide hotline. And I, and much love to my girlfriend, Jennifer. Jennifer is the Caribbean Olivia Pope. I kid you not. <laughs> I kid you not. Jennifer, I, she left the office, and I don't know how she did it. And somehow, Maya was home, luckily, on that day. I think she had come up from school already. And um, Jennifer was at my door. Then Jennifer was in my bed. 
Then Jennifer was giving me fat girl hugs because that's what she said. I came to give you fat girl hugs. <laughs> I am grateful. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm grateful to still be here. And you know, it's like you waver. It's like, have I accomplished everything I wanted to do over the last decade of my life? Where was I? At the age of 25, I was married. At the age of 35, I'm, I'm a single mom, a divorced single mother. Um, and I own that. This is my truth. And I live and own my truth. Um, I'm grateful for my ex-husband. He's an amazing, amazing friend, still an amazing partner. Um, but I'm grateful for the fact that I was so brave enough to walk away from things that do not serve me. And I'm not talking about my marriage. I'm talking about me personally, knowing that I wasn't a whole person and should not be in a relationship with someone else because I have a whole lot of healing to do. I think oftentimes we jump into relationships with other people for them to fix us or for us to find healing with someone else. And that's not how it's supposed to be. You're supposed to be a whole person entering a relationship with another whole person. Your happiness is not dependent on that person. Your happiness is an individual personal work. And I hadn't gotten to that level yet. I, I, I was not there. I didn't know that. You know, a lot of times we're just on autopilot doing what we see, you know, functioning, you know, reading some books and thinking we know it. And really, you don't. I didn't know shit. I knew a lot, but it still, I didn't know shit. Um, but what I did know was I could not be emotionally responsible for somebody else when I can't even be emotionally responsible for myself. And that was hard. That was hard to leave a situation. And again, I'm not referring to my marriage. I'm referring to every relationship in my life. Um, this year, I, I talk about being celibate, and that, that's my reality. Um, but I'm ready to bust the shell open. How about that? <laughs> Shoot your shot. Shoot your shot. Shoot your shot. You know that I am well taken care of because I take care of my goddamn self. What can you do for me that I cannot do for my goddamn self? Okay? What, what, like, I, I, listen, you came on fine, me looking shiny. Don't come and try to dull me. Okay? Make sure that you put me up in a nice, nice glass case to show. What the fuck am I saying? <laughs> Anywho, so. Tomorrow is my birthday, and um, I didn't really know what I was going to say today because we have episodes in the back, and I'm like, nah, before my birthday, I just want to talk with you guys like I normally do, just freestyle, come on here and share my heart. Nothing scripted, uh, nothing, nothing, you know, overly thought. Matter of fact, I was thinking so hard that I didn't even sleep last night, and and I know it's because I'm anxious, I'm nervous, it's a sense of um, excitability that's stirring in my soul, also a sense of... A little bit of fear. Um, I'm getting ready to write a blog post for my birthday. So on Thursday, make sure you visit jblast.com. I haven't written, really written in a long time. Um, but there will be a post up for my birthday in honor of my birthday. And you, you know, when I write, I write. Um, 35. Someone said, are you sure you want to tell people your age? I'm like, these... Like, you know, 25-year-old bitches look like they're 40. Yes, I'm 35, ho. <laughs> I'm 35 with a 15-year-old and I don't look it. Like, leave me alone. Matter of fact, I actually have lived the life of a twice-divorced woman, um, empty nester. That's how I feel. I'm literally in my 50s. 
Most of my girlfriends are in their mid-40s to late-50s. My dearest, best girlfriends who come to my house and have drinks and wine with me, like wine and dine with me in my home, they are in their late-40s, early-50s. And it's a testament of my maturity. They'll always be like, she's that young. I am the baby in the crew, but don't get it twisted. I've been through some stuff. And I'm like, damn, 35. So I sat with that for a moment this week. And um, I realized one of the reasons why I was feeling so heavy was because I had put a lot of pressure on myself. And like I always say, I am my worst enemy. Nobody can harm me. Nobody can do me anything. It's what I think about myself. You know, I, that that's what affects me most. So I'm constantly, daily, trying to renew my thoughts of how I deal with myself, how I talk to myself, the thoughts that I think, because I am the one that controls my emotions. And when I sat down to figure out why I felt this way, it was because I remember, um, I remember my mother, I was 17, she said, I wish you have a child just like you. Mind you, I was not, I wasn't, I was, I was a badass. I was a good kid, but I was also rebellious. And I think part of that rebellion was because I was being stifled. Um, and I and I could say that I own that. And I'm, this is not a shot to my mother. I'm telling you about my experience. And a shot to my mother would be two weeks ago, she sent me a scathing hate mail. <laughs> yeah, like, who does that? Um but then saying, saying and out of your mouth, you are your own personal genie. So you have to be very cognizant of the words that you say. It's like you're making a wish. Everything that comes out of your mouth is a command. And so she was actually, and I say it all the time, was actually like speaking witchcraft over my life, even though she's trying to say that she's my mother and want to speak blessings. Like, why would you wish that I have a child just like me if you're saying that I'm a bad kid? Would you not want to say... You know, I hope you get your shit together so that you don't have to go through what I'm... Like, it's almost like there's some parents want you to go through their pain or worse than their pain so you can understand their pain. As a parent, you should never want your children to go through your pain. You are trying to prevent them and shield them from pain so that I don't ever want you to experience this. So please live your life in a better way. And so I think part of the pressure for me hitting 35 was my mother became a grandmother for the first time at 35. My daughter is 15. I was born to a 15-year-old mother. So imagine hearing some things in each other. Remember, there are a lot of people that are told you, a lot of boys, you're just like your father. And especially if you grew up in a house where your father wasn't there and your mom spoke ill of him. To hear her constantly say you're just like your father, what does that say? That she doesn't even see you as valuable because she's always talking ill about your father. So if she's saying that you're just like your father, then you're going to attribute that in your mind that I'm not even worthy. She doesn't even care about me as much because I hear she talks about my father. And so this is not a shot to my mother. This is my story. Sure, my mom is a part of this because I'm sure I'm going to get another fucking hate mail. Um, but this is my story. And so at a young age of 17, I remember saying, a devout Christian, I remember when she said that in my mind and in my head, 
I was rebuking those things. And I remember going to my bedroom and crying and praying. I'm like, God, please forgive me for all the things that I've done wrong. I'm trying, Lord. I'm trying. Please forgive me. But I pray that my children will be better than me. I pray that, you know, like, I was just praying over my life, you know, and this is a personal prayer between me and God. But you could you could imagine what someone would want to say to God after they've heard negative things. They're, they're trying to combat that, right? At 35, I can gladly say that I'm not a grandmother. Yes, Lord! My daughter is 15, and I can gladly say that she's not a mother. And I want you to understand what this means for me. It's the breaking of generational curses. And I think for many generations and many families, it, it has become a norm. Okay, well, she got pregnant as a teen. That's nothing. That is not my story, and that's not what I want to have as my legacy. So I'm creating my own legacy with my children, my offspring. I am grateful for my ancestors. I'm grateful for my mother for being brave enough to have a child at a very young age. Because if she didn't, I wouldn't be here talking to you right now. So, Mom, I love and appreciate you. Despite everything, I'm giving you your flowers and your honor because you didn't have to be a mom. But I'm also grateful to my ancestors, my grandmother, because she was the one ultimately who made the choice to allow her teenage daughter to have a baby. Because back then, there's some old old school Western, and they will find some some castor oil and all kind of thing to get rid of that shame, right? You're the last, you're the baby. You're you're your father's only girl and you got to drop out of high school right now? That must have been really hard for her. Without a doubt, I know it had to be, but I'm here. And at 50, my daughter has never experienced the trauma and pain and abuse and, and sexual exploitation that I did. And so as hard as I am on myself, I think this is also part of it because there's this invisible um, weight that I put on myself of trying to make sure that all the goals that I set for myself as a young woman and as a young mom, that, that I achieve those things. You know, that, that, that my, my, my womb is blessed, that my children will be blessed, that nations will call me blessed, that I will try my best to be a good person. And sometimes I regress and sometimes it's hard. Um, and people can ask me, because normally I do like, you know, a birthday bash every five-year increments. Oh, what are you doing for your birthday? What are you doing for your birthday? Nothing. Had you asked me this last year, I had great plans last year. My life was totally different last year. Um, but I'm grateful. I'm super grateful. I'm grateful for every heartache, heartbreak, every lesson learned, every failure, every time I fell on my face, every time I felt like giving up. Failure is part of the journey. You have to, as painful as it is, you have to be grateful for failure. It builds character. It teaches you how strong you really are. And had it not been for failure, some of y'all would not be fucking grateful. Because you just think things are just easy. Like you just, you, you're just a shit. But when you got to work real hard to be a better person, when you got to work real hard to get your face up from off the fucking floor, you have this deep, genuine 
spirit of gratitude that nobody can shake because they don't even know how hard you had to work to get up this fucking morning. You didn't even want to be here. You understand? You almost didn't even make it. But I'm here and I'm grateful. Here's what I want to do. Um... I'm going to come back and talk more about my birthday. Yes, it's, listen, this is in my head now. Sometimes it's in your head, but right now it's in my head, okay? This is in my head. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take a quick break. Um, I have a guest coming on today just to, like, talk to you guys about the Breast Cancer Walk happening on Sunday. Um, This month is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So much love to Yolanda Peters who is calling in. Yeah, I know you're going to tell the difference. She's going to call in. We're going to have a quick chat, and then I'm going to come back and tell you what I'm planning. So if you're in New York City, if you're in Brooklyn, and you want to roll through, you want to show me some love, I'm going to tell you how you can do that. In my head. All right, fam, so I'm taking a bit of a break from everything I'm talking about right now, only because uh, this month is Breast Cancer Awareness Month as well as Domestic Violence Awareness Month, as well as Pregnancy and Baby Loss Awareness Month. Um, but this Sunday, though, is the annual breast cancer walk that's taking place all over the United States and the world, actually. And today I have a special guest just coming in just for a couple of minutes just to share a little bit of her journey and what she's doing this weekend. A breast cancer survivor, a vibrant young woman of Caribbean culture, and I am so grateful and so honored that we have with us on today in my head, (laughs) Miss Yolanda Peters. Yolanda, how you feeling? I'm feeling great. October is my month. My month. It's my month. It's my rebirth. Yes. So I'm feeling great. So let me. So so tell me why October is your rebirth? Because I'm all about my birthday today. This is my birthday episode. So why is it your rebirth? You know what? October for me makes me sad. Makes me happy. Makes me want to scream. Make me every every emotion comes out of me because October fourth of 2017. You know. I got a new lease on life. And it was so ironic that it happened. I got diagnosed and then they were like, oh, the only day that I have open for you for surgery is October 4th. And I'm like, October 4th, why that? She was like, and then I realized most doctors actually do a lot of surgeries during breast cancer month. Did wow. not know that. Not until I did research that I found it out. I don't know why. But I'm like, okay, you can't do it in September because I wanted to go see if I can, you know, get myself back together to go to Carnival because I canceled my Carnival plans. I was going to Miami Carnival Eh-eh. that year. Eh-eh. Canceled Eh-eh. it, girl. Because <laughs> this surgery was important. But if she had... But Carnival was done... more important, though. <laughs> yes. If she had only done this surgery September 11th, September 12th, I, I recover a lot. And, you know, I say this now and I laugh about it. But that was me fighting through that pain, uh-huh. that crazy notion that, damn, you just hit 30 and they're telling you you got breast cancer. Like, you had no kids, you never got married, you don't have a steady man, but here you come and you got breast cancer. All right, I want you, you, know, you to hold, a... I want you to hold that thought for a second. Mm-hmm. So you are, at that time, 30 years old and being told that you... Ha- How did you even 
get that diagnosis? What happened to prompt you to go to the doctor? Did you feel a mass in your breast? Did you have discharge? Were you feeling ill? Tell me about, walk me through that. Well, I was having constant discharge and it was only happening on my left side and only in the bra. If I, you know, if I squeeze my breast, nothing came out, no discharge, no nothing. But if I'm just wearing my breast regular day, going around my day, once I get home at night, you know, you take the first thing you do when you get in the house, you take, take your, off bra. your bra. <laughs> yes. So here I go, I take my bra off. But prior to that, you know, as women, you your breast is either small or your breast is either big. Mine was in the middle. I was maybe a BC, but I suddenly started getting voluptuous. I was like, damn, my breast is getting bigger. Not knowing these are all signs of something happening. Mm. You know, so I was like, I couldn't stop. I'm like, I'm not pregnant. Why is this discharge here? So I was like, you know what? I didn't even speak to anyone. No family members, nothing. I just had my regular GYN appointment. So I went to him, did my appointment. I said, you know, doc, just um, wanna just let you know that, you know, I get a little discharge. I don't know what it is. But the thing is, I had no evidence on the bra that day. So he was like, let me just see. He squeezed the breast, nothing came out. But then he squeezed it again, the nipple. And he he said, oh, I got a little something. He put it on a slide. He was like, you know what? I'm going to send it away for you. You know, if anything comes back, which may be nothing, but if anything comes back, you know, I'll give you a call. So my doctor's not the person. He's very forgetful. Lovely man, but sometimes, you know, I have to call but him. But when he asks this, call me back. why are you having a doctor that's forgetful? Woman? Let me tell you, but he's amazing. <laughs> Because he remembers what he needs to. Oh. Two days later, girl. You have selective my phone memory. Rings. <laughs> yes. Two days later, my phone rings. He was like, I don't know how to say this, but I made an appointment for you. You're going to go to get a sonogram. I'm like, what am I getting a sonogram for? He's like, I just want to be sure. Because, again, he's just a GYN. He is, there's nothing to do with, with cancer, breast cancer, nothing of that sort. He's not an oncologist. So he was a little concerned. Right. So he saw something in that yes. test after he sent it to the lab. There's something mm-hmm. that's coming back abnormal. He wants to get a, a thorough, like, analysis of, of the specimen. Yes. And he's mm-hmm. he wants you to see an oncologist. He wants you to go, <laughs> before even seeing an oncologist, because you're not sure yet, he wants you to go get more tests to really yes. identify what's going on now. Mm-hmm. At that time, again, you're 30 years old. And this is like 30 years eight old. years ago, right? So congratulations. Yeah. You are eight years. I'm eight years in. So October 4th, eight years in. Yes. Congratulations. Eight years survivor, yeah. I mean, we could talk about this now. There are a lot of people right now listening. And today on the podcast, I'm talking about life and being alive and being grateful for being here. But there are a lot of people who got a diagnosis and are not here to have this discussion or not here to be with their family, but you are here eight years later. um, And I'm so very proud Mm -hmm. of you. And so I know we don't have much time, but we're getting to the gist of your story. So 30 years old, your doctor tells you, hey, uh, I know you told me about that discharge. I took that specimen, sent it to the lab. Mm, something has me a bit concerned. I don't want to scare you, but come in, you know, go to this particular place and let them run some tests. So what was that test that you ended up doing when he I ended up doing just a regular sonogram. Okay. On, on the sonogram, um, you know, they can't tell you anything. The tech is not going to say anything to you. They cannot. So, again, these things are happening in twos. Two days later, she's like, you know, we're going to send the results to your doctor. No problem. This was afternoon I went. So, you know, sometimes things do take a while. Mm-hmm. Two days later, again, this is him. Very surprised. Two years. Yolanda, again, um, I don't know if this is good news or bad. I don't even know. But you know what? I need you to go back to the 
to the facility. We're going to do a biopsy this time. And I'm like, so what's going on? He was like, you know what? It came back inconclusive, so we do have to run some, you know, instead of running more tests, instead of referring you, I just want to see what's going on, so we'll do a biopsy. Hold that thought. I just told my listeners that I couldn't even sleep last night. (laughs) I don't even know why. (laughs) Now, you are getting all these inconclusive results back from your doctors. The tech can't say nothing, so you're going home, you know, unsure. Now he's telling you, he's saying the word biopsy. How are you feeling mentally? Can you take us back to the place of where were you when you're hearing this? Like, what are the thoughts? How are you feeling? Um, I think I react to things differently to others. There was a, a moment of numbness for me. And then all I can think about in my head is, Am I am I losing these breaths? Am I gonna lose these breaths? That's all I'm thinking about. I was so numb. So again, it's just like you went from one stage to another. And this happened in a course of this is I'm in here week four. So it's a month. This is August. Right. It's a month. So I'm like, what's going on? You know, because this is you know, you always go places. Do you want to donate to breast cancer? Do you want to do this? Here and there, you put a, a dollar, you put a penny, you put a 25 cents. But because it's not dear or near to you. Because You're it's not, not affecting you, it. right? You know, so here I am. He's like, "You got to go back." So I go back, same clinic, you know, and they're doing it. And this, she's like, "It's not gonna pain. We just gotta take a pinch." And I'm like sitting, I'm just laying there, and I'm like, "Okay, you're taking a pinch now. You know, a mark is gonna be left because these are things you think about. You know, everything outside of the health part of it. I'm like, now it's gonna leave a mark because you know, here it is. I just got some big boobs because they're growing. So I'm, I'm not thinking." down the road what's possible what can happen right so again i did the biopsy this time it wasn't in two days he called me back in five days because i guess they did have to run the test and he was like i need you to come in and i was like what's going on he was like i can't speak to you on over the phone mm-hmm. so now i already know something is wrong right. you know again i didn't have that discussion with my with my mother or my father or even my sister because i have a, i'm close with my family i didn't because i didn't know what was going on got his office he says well the test came back positive um However, I'm not an expert in this field, but I do have great doctors I can refer you to. And I'm like, so doc, what's going on? He was like, I don't want to jump to conclusions, but, you know, it's possible that you do have, uh, you know, a stage of breast cancer. We don't know that, but let me have you see a, you know, a specialist. So hold on a second. July, you went to your doctor, your GY, and uh, you went for your checkup. And then you say, hey, by the way, you know, I've been getting some discharge he took a sample by August. At that time now, in August, you've gone to, uh, you've had a sonogram, then you had a biopsy done, and now he's confirming to you, uh, yeah, we really need to send you to a specialist because I, based on the test results that we've received, you may very well have breast cancer. Now, this is August. Within the space of a month and a half, like, your life has changed just by hearing news that is life-altering, right? Mm-hmm, correct. Now, you just said to us earlier that October is, you know, that's your 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 rebirth month. So August, September, October. You mean to tell me within a space of three months, you went from getting a diagnosis to what? To having a reconstructive surgery because I chose to do a double mastectomy. Wow. You know, that's where those few months brought me 
to making wow. that a decision that lots of women, you know, are either scared, confused, you don't know what to do, you want to hold on to your breasts and you want to do all these alternative things. Because for us women, our breasts is so important. But it's, at that it's, moment yeah, in time, it's, it's part like, of your femininity is more important, you know? You're making this major life decision at the age of 30. For me, like, I'm celebrating 35 years tomorrow. Um, And you are now saying within a matter of three months, you know what? I want to live and I don't want to go undergo chemo. No. No radiation. No. I'm willing to give up my breasts, both of them, to live a longer life. Yes. Were your family instrumental in that decision? Was that all you? Like, I, this is for me. This is what I want to do. Surprisingly, my mom couldn't handle it. She was the, and my mom is my rock. We're Pisces together. We, You know, we have that decision-making mentality. She could not make a decision to save her life. She was just sitting there. I think she was numbered than I was when I first found out. So the best person for me to take was my father. And he sat in that room. And to be honest with you, the oncologist was confused as to, you know, why I'm there with a male, why I'm there with my father. And, you know, she was like, and we all know how Caribbean families are. You're so close knit. So when she's talking to me, she was like, "Um, do, can you, Mr. Peters, do you mind excusing me while I speak to her? I was like, no, he's not going anywhere. I brought him here for my support. But also she's doing that because of HIPAA rules, right? So she can't really discuss your your health with someone else unless you give her permission. Now, your mom didn't Mm -hmm. go with you. My question to you is, is there a history of breast cancer or any type of cancer in your family? Well, after I um, was diagnosed, um, then aunt of mine that, you know, she sat down and she spoke with me at that time. She was 70 and she actually was diagnosed with breast cancer at 28. But she was living in Guyana and she did lose her breasts. But I never knew she lost her breast because she always she wore bras, not knowing she wore the, you know, bra that disguised the fact wow. of that. And she was like, we never spoke about it. Yeah. So she was like, you have given me a new found on life, a new lease on life. She spoke about it. Mind you, she's 70 years old. And two years ago was the first time she spoke about what she went through how it impacted her, her marriage, her family, you know, how she felt that that was a secret that she needed to keep. And I'm like, auntie, you don't have to do that. You know, we're women, we need to speak. I said, if you had said that years ago, then we would have known that our family have a high chance, a high risk of it happening to us. I love the fact that you said that because... On in my head, we try our best, and I, I, I take it upon myself to break generational curses, to talk about generational trauma and pain, and to talk about the things that our parents and grandparents don't want to talk about. Correct. Because if they did, we would have, we would make better choices because we are more equipped with knowledge. And a lot of people say, "Don't air the family dirty laundry." No, fuck that Here shit. We go. Let's talk about it because now when it's out in the open, we can make better decisions. We know what's happening. Now, I know you were officially diagnosed with ductal carcinoma incitus. Mm -hmm. So ductal carcinoma incitus, DCIS, is a form of breast cancer that starts in the milk ducts. Now, you had a double mastectomy at the age of 30. 
and you had no kids then. No kids then, and I have none. I don't have any. Do you have any desire? Yes, I have none. Okay. And I, I respect that. I think a lot of people see women and men and say, how come you don't have no children? Mind your fucking business. I don't want to have children. I want to travel speaking, the world. You just said it for me. Correct. <laughs> Correct. You know? <laughs> Correct. And and matter of fact, did you, you had full reconstructive surgery, so you got new boobies, babe? I have new ones. Yes! They don't drop. They so they don't boobies! Every, girl, every opportunity I can let these girls out. I let them out. Yes! So, you know, so, stay tuned. So you want no baby sucking stay on them new boobies, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying. Yeah. I'm proud of you, Yolanda. I'm really proud of you for you to make that decision. And back in and back in that time, eight years ago, normally they would not give mammograms to women younger than a certain age. And you were thirty. That's you know, I not even cutting you. I actually, my first mammogram was the was the day be, two days before I went into surgery, and it was so painful. It was painful. So. I know why some women go the first time and don't go back or, you know, why it's so exp- it's It's the most painful thing a woman have to go through just to see if it is, you know, you have any any lumps or anything of that. It was very painful. And that's so, part of the reason mm-hmm. why you didn't do a lumpectomy, because if yes. you had done it, then there's a high risk or chance of... It's returning. Right. And yes. so you made that mm-hmm. very courageous decision to give a part of your womanhood to save your life. And yeah. eight years later, you sounding healthy, girl. Boobies looking nice. Yes. You're, you're living your best life. You celebrated eight years in the game. And I'm yeah. so proud that you are alive and you are thriving. And not only are you doing that, you actually have an organization. I know Sunday is the annual breast cancer walk and you will be out there. So tell us what you're doing this Sunday so we can tell people to come join you. Well, I I actually um, formed Pink Slippers um, 2011 um, with my sister. She is when I tell you, she's my support system. Like she's right there at the back. I she keeps telling everyone that she follows me. But you, once you have that person that's there with you, I'm not the person that does all the writing, the talking. I talk when I have to. But this girl, she's like, we gotta do this. We have to do this. We have to put something out there, get people aware. So we formed um, Pink Slippers. It's um, just an organization where we walk together, strive to get a family, it's family oriented, get everyone out there. You know being aware and um five years my fifth year survival survivorship i had a gala it was the rose ball um we're just to get people um aware of it we work with um sisters united it's um a nonprofit organization um they actually go out to you know families or they go to centers where women are less fortunate and they speak to them about care um women health and how, you know, if you're diagnosed with breast cancer, where you can get treatment and so forth. So just seeing these different organizations and how they rally around women and women's health, you know, got me so excited. So um, that's why Pink Slippers is here. Um, As of right now, we only do um, fundraisers once or twice throughout the year because you don't want to just flush the you know, sometimes you put too much out there and everybody starts, oh, they're doing this again, they're doing this again. So we don't only wait until October to talk about it. We talk about it year throughout round. the year. Right. You know, just to let throw it out there, let people know that 
it's important. Not only breast cancer, but any kind of cancer that affects women. Well, so that's what Pink Slipper is there for. And we are walking this Sunday, um, October 20th. We're going to be in Corona Park because we are based out of Queens. Right. So we're going to be in Corona Park. I know a lot of people walk in Brooklyn, and I rally around everyone. Once you come out, that's what I that's what I'm happy for. But um, Team Pink Slippers do walk in um, Queens Corona Park, and the event in Queens start at 8 p 8 a.m. So if you're out in Queens or you don't have anywhere to walk, you can put on a pink T-shirt and come out. Even if you can't find us, because sometimes we're so scattered around because it's so many people, so many things going on. Come out and walk and support. Any donation that you give is for a great cause. Matter of fact, um, I love that you said yes. that. Jay Birds out in Queens along Island. Listen, go support Yolanda and her team Pink Slippers this Sunday in Corona Park. You can contact her directly on Facebook, Team Pink Slippers. On IG, it's Team Pink Slippers. Uh, all yes. this information will be in the bio of this podcast. And if you want to contact her, what's your email address, Yolanda? It's teampinkslippers at gmail.com. And your telephone number? 347-661-3956. Yolanda, listen up. Yes, I love all your Guyanese people. You know, listen, Guyanese women has made the best roti talk done. And I just treated that, you know. We just made the best curry chicken because all those are chicken curry and we're not going to get into that right now. <laughs> not at all. I'm not even going to go back and forth with that. <laughs> But I know it tastes real good. I'm going to just say we do great curry. It, t- it tastes amazing. You yeah, know I had it two yeah. weeks ago? Yeah, we're going to yeah, end this conversation right now, Yolanda. <laughs> <laughs> you both said you're welcome. <laughs> Y'all can have the roti and the free. Listen, my, my roti maker is a guy needs woman. Shout out to Nan. I love her. <laughs> and I give that to all. I'm like, you know what? My grandmother was Indian, but... My 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 Guyanese people really know how to make great roti. Mm-hmm. But le- I, all I could keep all the chicken curry. We go hold on to the curry chicken. <laughs> it's a love. It's not a problem. Yolanda, mm-hmm. I'm so grateful. I know. I know. It's Thank really you. succinct. We're gonna have you in the studio. So I know our listeners could tell there's a difference. But we're gonna have you in the studio. Come very soon. Because, I can't wait. Because breast I'll cancer be is not an October issue. It's a year round experience for many people. So we're going to have you in the studio, but I wanted to make sure that people, my, my listeners that are around can come out and support you this Sunday. Yolanda, I'm so very proud of you and your journey. Thank you. I'm so, so very proud of you. Keep doing the great work. You and the whole team, Pink Slippers. Uh, much love goes out to Ali Eiffel, a former guest right here. Yes. She was the reason that we connected. So, Ali, I love you, girl. <laughs> love you, Ali, and thank you for the connect. Jay, Thank you. I downloaded your podcast. I've been listening to your podcast from number one. So I'm up to number four now. Yes. Thank you. Keep up what you're doing. Thank you. And whenever you, whenever you're ready, if, even if it's next week, you see Yolanda, you want to come through, I'll be there. I'll that, make sure I have the time for you. Thank you and keep doing what you're doing. Huh? Say less. I got you. <laughs> yes, Is there yes. anyone you want to shout out real quick before we go? I want to shout out my sister. I'm going to have her download this podcast. Yeah. My parents, Ali again. Everybody that's going to be listening to you because I'm going to post this so they know. <laughs> Girl, you're, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be live. Thank you so much for having me. Yolanda, thank you, thank you are you. now officially a Jaybird. Thank you so yes, much for being on In My Head, My Love. Have yourself a wonderful day. Thank you. <laughs> Bye, hon. Much love to Yolanda Peters, Guyana's very own 
Wow, her story is amazing. Uh, she's on the path to recovery. Yes, it's eight years later, but you know what? There's always a fear for a lot of people that this can return. So much love to Yolanda for sharing an abbreviated version of her story. We will have her in the studio along with a few other breast cancer survivors. Because uh, everyone's journey is different, right? Some people didn't do a double mastectomy because they wanted to hold on to their breasts. Some people underwent chemotherapy and radiation. Some people had stage one breast cancer and some people had stage four. So everyone's story is different. So I want to have uh, a panel of women and possibly a man. You know, when it comes to certain things, even with domestic violence, we have our guests coming up soon on domestic violence. It's so hard to find men who even anonymously want to share their story. And so... On In My Head, we really try to foster healthy and safe spaces for both men and women to be vulnerable without judgment on the things that they're presently dealing with and facing. Um, but before I go, make sure you support Team Slippers. It was founded back in 2011 by Yolanda, um, and, and they're doing amazing work out in Queens. You know, the mission of Team Pink Slippers is to partner with local organizations, community leaders, and healthcare organizations to raise awareness throughout the year on fighting breast cancer and to educate women and men about their options for breast cancer screening. In my head. Thank you so much, Yolanda. Listen, to each and every woman out there and men, because there are men who have breast cancer or who've survived breast cancer or who've died from breast cancer to everyone and family members who are affected by breast cancer. Uh, I had stage three breast cancer on my maternal side a couple of years ago, and um, I on my own did the BRCA test, so I don't have the gene. But it's, it's, it's a scary reality for a lot of people. And uh, on an upcoming episode, you're going to hear a story about one woman who battled and is fighting pancreatic cancer holistically. Listen, African-Americans and Caribbean-Americans fall under that umbrella are at the highest risk for almost every kind of disease you could think about. And when you pull back the layers of why, it really comes down to trauma, comes down to diet, it comes down to generational, like, bad habits, you know, from the way we eat to the way we think to the way we manage our stresses to behavioral patterns, our coping mechanisms. Some people cope by smoking. That's not healthy. So... Thank you so much, Yolanda, for sharing that story. Shout out to everyone that's going to be in Prospect Park this Sunday. Those is going to be in Central Park. People all over the United States will be out this weekend for the American Cancer Society's uh, Making Strides Against Breast Cancer Walk. So make sure you go out and support. Shout out to Mimi Bless, my baby girl. She will be in Prospect Park walking, and I will be there to cheer her on. Um, all you know, I have a special place in my heart for Libras. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we are the most beautiful, beautiful, beautiful set of people. Okay? I am biased and give a shit. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I posted something on my Instagram. If you are not following, make sure you do. It's R-E-A-L-J-A-Y-B-L-E-S-S-E-D, Real J Blessed. And I posted a, a, a meme on the Libra woman. Shout out to my girl, uh, Natalia. Shout out to Sashika, um, Candy, 
Uh, yo, there's so many Libras. I know they got beat me because I can't remember who's the Libra right now. So let me see. Uh, Anne-Marie, um, Ray, Tennille, Chanel, um, Shalene, Anya. There's so many people. Russell, all my Libra women. Rain, I love you. Shayna, I love you. Love! Jenna, like, oh my God, Jen is, <laughs> yo, happy birthday to all my Libras. But just in case you didn't know, you know, because not only does my man love me, he's not here yet. <laughs> but your man loves me too. <laughs> no, he really does. <laughs> I'm going to tell you why. Because the Libra woman is the hopeless romantic, the genuine giver, sociable and passionate, fashionable and classy acts Gabby rolled up in the studio just saw my like little casual fit <laughs> the woman who never settles for less and is always striving for more the woman who hustles like a man the woman who will always make sure her children family and her lover are good first the woman who will leave a huge impact in your life making her hard to forget the seduction queen. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. We, we kind of... <laughs> I gotta own my shit. <laughs> Yo, shout out to all the Libra. Shout out to all my Libra uh, guys as well. Yo, Dre, happy birthday. Like, it's just so many people um, celebrating a birthday in October because your parents is busy fucking on the place in January. <laughs> Oh, this this podcast is so off the wall. <laughs> um, I I had a cookie before I came, <laughs> and I will be drinking tomorrow. So if you meet me, buddy, bye. Tomorrow, tomorrow, I'm doing something. It's not a party. It's just a lime. If you want to roll through and have a toast with me, literally, just have a toast with me, hang out at the bar. Um, let me know. I will send you the information. Uh, it's gonna be in Brooklyn. Yeah, it's going to be dope. It's going to be really dope. So I'm looking forward to everyone rolling through tomorrow, even if it just passed in true, like, lyrical. Say so shout out to Lyrical. That interview was hilarious as fuck. <laughs> yo, I listened to Lyrical's interview about six times, yo, and died laughing. <laughs> lyrical say he only have a woman in private. He don't have a woman in public. <laughs> If this is your first time listening to In My Head, please start from episode number one and catch up. Get your light because we have fun here. Um, a matter of fact, shout out to everyone that's left a review on Apple Podcast. Thank you so much. And let me tell you what that does for us. It allows us to now pitch your actual review. People pay for stuff like this. You are doing this out of the sheer joy and appreciation you have for the content that we're producing and that means so that's invaluable to me and so we could pitch this to potential sponsors uh, or partners or even potential guests and say listen this is what the people are saying you want to be a part of this or not like this is a movement and we even started promoting this um yo five months five months today five months today 
we're nearing the 10,000 download mark. And that's amazing for niche podcasts. We're nearing it. We're coming up. We're coming up. I'm really, really proud of each and every one of you that share and download. Um, but I want to read two reviews right now. You know why? Because it's my motherfucking birthday. <laughs> I like to do that. I'm only drinking rosé, okay? And Johnny Walker, blue. And and Jack Daniel, honey. <laughs> I drink it and you take me, <laughs> Yo, I've, I'm, I'm here. I'm 35 fucking years old with a healthy, brilliant, loving, kind spirit in human form named Maya. Like, my bills are paid. I have a roof over my head. I got clothes. I got food. My limbs work. My organs are functioning. I'm in my right mind even when I feel like I'm not. I am giving and I'm living and I'm thriving and I'm gonna motherfucking celebrate tomorrow. Best believe that shit. So when you say your prayers uh, later tonight or whenever you listen to this, please keep me in your prayers as well. Like we're doing a really, really... We're doing a powerful work here with this podcast. It's not for entertainment. We are entertaining you with the information we're giving, but this is not for entertainment. This is a whole lot deeper than that. And shout out to the people that see that. Um, we got a, a review from Grateful AB on Apple Podcast, and it was titled Exceptional for Your Head. And they wrote, how you doing? I mean, how are you really doing? I love that. Uh, there are, if you want to have deeper conversations, make a meaningful impact on your life, your relationships, and your community, you should listen to this podcast. I was drawn to this podcast because it talks about mental health and Caribbean culture, two things that are dear to my heart. I stayed because I laughed, I cried, and the things I learned made a significant impact for my life and for those around me. Jay Bless is an amazing woman who talks about topics that others won't touch or that they will only skint the surface of. Her guests are amazing, and not only is her content a gift to her community, it's creating a special community of jaybirds, people willing to live life fully and who value realness in a world that is veiled in pretense. Add this to your podcast subscriptions immediately. I love that. And so Grateful AB on Instagram, her name is Laura. And Laura, let me just give you a visual because this is theater of the mind. Okay. I'm a Caribbean woman. Laura is not a Caribbean woman. <laughs> Laura is a beautiful Caucasian lady that fell in. I don't know how she stumbled upon my page, but she is an avid follower. And you know, like I told you before in a previous episode, sometimes your social media followers will ride for you harder than some people you actually know in real motherfucking life. So shout out to Laura because when she and she took her time to write this essay of a review and I was tearing up because it shows you that the podcast transcends boundaries of race and and places and 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 continents and cultures, right? Because there's value in the content that we're speaking about that anyone can relate to pain. And so I'm so grateful. Thank you very much, Laura. I know you're hearing this. You are you are my um vanilla princess. <laughs> Grounding my vanilla princess. Uh, another one just came up on Sunday by S. I think that should be a short, a short version of Sutherland Seventeen. It says this podcast pulls me into a zone, a safe space 
for me to receive the message and let out any emotion that follows. The topics are relevant and so transparent. I know this is not therapy, but it's darn close. Thank you for sharing your stories and thoughts. I especially enjoy the patois delivery. It just hits different. <laughs> Thank you so much, dear. Um, man, Rob Tone said really well produced. Shout out to Manor. <laughs> Dope convos and super important for the culture. And much love. Much love to Sean Dove. If you don't know who Sean Dove is, Google him. Google Sean Dove. Thank you so much, Sean Dove. And he's also a Libra. Happy belated birthday, love. He wrote, inspired by and impressed with my introduction today to the In My Head podcast episode, Be Easy With Yourself. That was dropped on his birthday and he listened to it. He said, especially how eloquently Jay Bless can drop F-bombs. <laughs> While at the same time deliver salient, insightful information. Yo, if you want to read more of these reviews, it's on our Apple Podcast page. Thank you, guys. Yo, listen, when you write a review, not only are you letting the world know that this is impacting you in a really profound way, you're also pouring back into my spirit, you know? And so... If you don't have nothing good to say, sit the fuck off my Apple Podcast page. <laughs> I don't need that kind of negativity in my life. I'm dead ass serious. Like, we're only about positivity here. And so I'm I'm literally pouring out my soul. So when you take time out of your day to give me a piece of yours, you're replenishing parts of me that I've released into the universe. And I'm so grateful. So very grateful. So, boy... Listener, before the year over, I'm going to be fucking. <laughs> shit. I hope I get birthday sex. Fuck this shit. <laughs> Anybody offer it? <laughs> I'm so... What's wrong with me? 2020 looking real different right now, okay? I've been through enough pain and I've done my work. And let me tell you, healing is painful. When you really want to heal, take, for example, you break your leg. You can't go nowhere. And even if you want to go somewhere, it's it's different type of feeling. You can't do what you used to do. It's debilitating. Like, you can't move like you used to. It's painful. And then you got to go through the shock and all that. It's a process. Healing is not fun. I literally took 2019 to heal on a deeper level than I've ever been healing before. And trust me, because I sacrificed so much, including my very nice tight vagina, I know God is going to send me somebody who's going to take very good care of her. <laughs> yes, Lord, send them. Thank you, Jesus. I receive it. Hallelujah. Y'all know I am so dick deprived. I think we heard this shit on the live episode. I said dick probably like 10,000 times. <laughs> Yo, it's about that time. So pray for your girl. Shoot your shot. Um, I'm officially back on the market. A bitch is healed. <laughs> and only show up if you are born male. I'm not even being facetious right now. I'm being very, very intentional with my speech. Okay, I'm, I'm very, very, very specific with what I want. You were born male, you are male, and you love women, and you only want one woman. <laughs> you want to have children. You are a faithful man. You know how to manage your money. 
you believe in stocks, bonds, and diversifying your portfolio. You don't like to fetch. You only want to go out with your wife, who will be me. I want no man who always in some fat and then I can't find him. He out, he out in soca brainwash and shit and nah, fuck that shit. You are a homebody. <laughs> uh, I know where to find you. <laughs> oh, listen, I put it together my whole wish list on my 35th birthday. <laughs> um... I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. I really didn't know what I was going to say today. Hopefully y'all found some piece of something in here because it's really a Kalalu of an episode today. I'm talking about a whole bunch of different things and shout out to Yolanda for sharing a bit of her story. Don't forget this Sunday is all about the Breast Cancer Awareness Walk happening all over New York City and the world. So make sure you go out and support in honor of your family and just in recognition of what a lot of people are battling with, especially in the Caribbean and Caribbean American community. Tomorrow, don't forget, if you want to hang out after work, it's not a birthday bash, it's just a lime. You could come straight after work, you could go and take a shower, come back out. We ended at 11, so don't be fashionably late. Um, Because I also want to be sober when I see you. (laughs) Um, It's going to be in Brooklyn. If you're interested, DM me, and I'll send you the information. It's ultra private. Um, And so... I want to make sure that I'm vetting every fucking person that's coming. <laughs> Listen, you can't be celebrating with everybody. That's a, that's a fact. They weren't they weren't with you shooting in the gym, and they didn't even want to celebrate with you when you were doing your other stuff. There's some people that are in my face that don't celebrate me, and there's some people I've never met that I've actually sent invitations to because they're always supporting me. They're always checking up on me. They're always like championing for me they're always reposting my shit those are the type of people i want with me celebrating with me and um in this new year i have i i'm 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 beyond healed when it comes to tolerance for fuckery and bullshit i got if i'm doubting certain things i'm going to walk away trust your gut i talk about that all the time if something makes you uncomfortable trust your gut your body responds to energy listen to it Trust your gut. Protect yourself from pain. Sometimes we, we encourage it and we welcome it. We walk right into it. What happened to you? Like, I'm with the shit. So if you want to come through, you know it's going to be fun because I love a party. Um, <laughs> it's going to be dope. And it's not a birthday party, but it will be a party. Somehow there's always end up being a party. Like, you can't put Trinidadians and West Indians in a place with a DJ and, and rum. <laughs> I think it's going to turn out to be a party. Um, but I want to say thank you. For the last five months, you guys have really, really made a profound impact on my life. And even when I felt like giving up, um, someone would write a review or someone would check in on me and someone would call me or something. It was just, I appreciate you. I appreciate you so very much. I'm not quite sure how I'm going to spend my day tomorrow, but I know I'm going to start it with prayer and meditation and just gratitude. Start it off with worship, you know, just... Yeah, God is good. I'm still here. We got a lot of work to do. Don't forget, if you want to support In My Head and the work we're doing right here, and if you want to show me some love on my birthday, I am asking that you pledge $35 in honor of my 35th birthday. All the information is in the summary of this podcast. In My Head. So, what's playing in my head? Man, so many things to play in my head. I'm probably going to be playing a lot of worship and praise in the morning and then playing a bunch of ratchet shit right after that because, you know, I am multidimensional and God loves me. (laughs) 
I love Jesus, but I cuss a little. <laughs> I cuss a lot, sorry. <laughs> uh, but right now, what's playing in my head? I'm loving this chick, yo. I'm loving Summer Walker. And because I'm probably gonna get birthday sets, I'm not sure, somebody's gonna throw it. I'm Throw it, I might catch it, you never know. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> what's playing in my head? <laughs> Come through uh, by Summer Walker featuring Usher. Yo, I absolutely love that track. I absolutely love this entire album. Shout out to her. She's like breaking records right now. Um, yeah. I absolutely love young women that are doing their thing. So if you haven't heard her album, um, make sure you go check out Over It. It's available everywhere. But that song comes through. That's my joint right now. I'll be all sexy tomorrow. So if you're looking to see me in my elements, come true now. Come true. I'm going to spend my air. Make sure you fill out your application. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you happy to be alive? Are you really, really grateful for where you're at in your life right now? And you can be honest. Sometimes we're not. Sometimes we're not really happy at the place we're, we're at. I, 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 I can dig it. Let me know. Use the hashtag HeadWithJB. How are you really feeling right now? How are you really feeling right now? Use the hashtag HeadWithJB. Share it on social media. Let me know your thoughts. You know I reposted. Oh, man. Your girl is 35 and fine. <laughs> I am that MILF bitch. <laughs> Happy Wednesday, bitches. Happy fucking Wednesday. Episode 22. What? Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday, dear Jamie. A.K.A. J. Blast. <laughs> Happy motherfucking birthday to me.